0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: This is the Sports Radio Sixteen Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Cap Benny's on oysters about however many you can eat captain mickey has been guiding the texas Gulf coast waters for over 40 years
0: and along with winning numerous national and
2: local tournaments captain mickey was recently inducted into the saltwater legends hall of fame
1: now the reason i broke the record is i don't think i had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them because if you break the record
2: everybody <laughs> with you eats free now here's your host captain mickey
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning already. Back in the saddle. Here we go. All right. It, uh, man, it's four o'clock here in the Bayou City. It's an early four o'clock for me this morning. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I'm, uh, Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake. All right, let's get to our weather. It's 61 degrees down on the island in Galveston this morning. And uh, we're looking at overcast skies today with a high of 67. And north-northeast winds 10 to 15. I don't know where that high gray liner came from overnight, but it's here. And then uh, tonight, cloudy with a low of 63. North winds 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. High of 71. West winds 5 to 10. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We have a low coming up. At 11:32 a.m., it's a negative 0.3. Then a high at 9:06 p.m. a negative or a positive 1.8. Looking at current conditions right now, Uh, it's uh, Galveston uh, Channel. It looks like it's 60 degrees down there with 68 degree water. North northeast wind seven to eight. 30.07 inches on the barometric pressure in Eagle Point. It is 61 degrees with 65 degree water. And as usual. Morgan's Point, no report. All right, that'll that'll get you there. It's doable. Winds are uh, favorably out of the northeast, favorably for some and not for others. But uh, it's a good duck hunting wind this morning. So, wish all you duck hunters heavy straps today. All right. Speaking of duck hunters, let's uh, let's head over down Matagorda Way along the coast there, and uh, check in with Captain Bink Grimes this morning. I'm sure he's heading to the blind right now. Good morning, Bink. How are you? What's up, bud?
3: Good morning. Yeah, we're heading that way. A little early
1: start there today. There you go. Early to bed, early to rise, kill a lot of yeah. ducks, and make up lies. <laughs> didn't
3: get much sleep last night. We had a double. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: know
3: why I still. I do them for the right customers.
1: <laughs> right, I understand. You know. <laughs> well, got you.
3: Guys have been hunting with you for twenty years. Oh, and they are they're, they're just like hunting with friends. So you kind of you kind of do it. You know? don't like to. Yeah, it's anymore, hard to say no. It is. It is. <laughs> so,
1: well, yeah, how's uh, hunting been holding up?
3: Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yesterday wasn't the best uh the best conditions. Uh just wasn't a whole lot of wind early yesterday morning, you know. So uh it was a it was a pretty early flight yeah, it was a good one. But uh it, it shut down pretty quick, uh without any uh got you know, got I don't mind hunting bluebird uh sun. I don't mind hunting that at all, you know, when you got wind. Mm-hmm. But when you got that and no wind, uh, you got a, you got a narrow window, man. You got to get them. We got them, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, if you didn't, it was like, man, there's nothing left. They're gonna sit, and sit, and sit, you know, and and so uh, that's what happened. But yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a nice pile of pile of ducks up and down the coast right now. So that's that's refreshing, you know. That's uh, we got this rain, I think. Uh, My marsh got about three inches, three and a half, which really, really helped freshen things up, you know. uh, Ducks seem to really, really like it. They were, uh, they piled back in there uh, right after, you know. So it's, it it looks pretty good. This weekend's weather, I think what we got northeast this morning for a little while, uh, I think I'm showing like, 10 or 12 down down here yesterday afternoon heck it was northwest and uh but it was still water was still pretty everywhere uh, but yeah i think this weekend uh we we, we've got a a lot of cast and blast stuff i think the i think the cast is going to be really really good i think the blast is going to be pretty short-lived we're going we're going to have to get in there and get get aggressive with them early and because i don't Man, I don't know if we'll have any wind at all from uh, Saturday and Sunday. What it, what the forecast looks like anyway. Right. So, uh um, well. You know, you know. You, it's a seventy four day season, you ride it. You ride the, the highs and lows of the weather and you just uh you just go. <laughs> you, know, you, go. you know, you go. And uh so yeah, there's uh yeah. Worked a lot of pintails yesterday. Uh,
2: you
3: know, more widgeon. Uh, plenty of teal still. It's, uh, you know, just that same old story. It's, it's, it's really good uh, up on the, on the prairie. Uh, on mm-hmm. that, El Campo, uh, East Bernard, and all that area. Uh, is, all that high ground stuff is, uh, been pretty, pretty, pretty solid from, uh, from the start. And, uh, like i said we we've been here in the march has been has been pretty good too uh and it's i think it's only gonna get better because of all this uh fresh you know fresh water we got but it didn't do anything you know uh you get three inches of rain sometimes you have uh you know you got a little standing <laughs> water uh ag fields and stuff but man there ain't no standing water anywhere that, that ground drank it up drank it up
1: boy it did you know, didn't it i had I don't know, about two and three quarters at my house and I didn't even have any water pooling anywhere. It's crazy. No,
3: no, it was it was wanting it bad. It, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing how, how we've, you know, these last two years the drought is just, uh, it, you know, but our, but our land comes back and man, get a drink of water on it, a good one, and it heals up, you know. Uh, it went from like uh, the one we got back in September, you know, it went from just desert uh, and that land healed up in about three days and got got grass growing on the ground for the cattle and you know and uh, but it's resilient we just uh, we like it I like it a whole lot better fishing wise and and hunting wise when we're wet you know I just uh, it just it's a balance it balances the, the salt down here and uh, you know starts from the, the shrimp the crabs to everything and uh, when, when, when those the shrimp and the crabs and everything is flourishing, you know. Our game fish are flourishing, too. So, um, that's what, that's well, kind of what we
1: got going. I'm seeing good a lot fish. of, a lot of good, a lot of good hunts south of you, too, all the way down towards Mansfield. Everybody's killing ducks all the yes. way down the whole coast, man.
3: Yes, they are. That's exactly right. Uh, Rockport, uh, Port o, uh, Mansfield, all that Laguna Madre stuff, they are. Um, mm there's a you know uh yeah and, and a lot of puddle ducks a lot of puddle ducks on on the saltwater yeah that's that's normal, you know that's normal but but normally they they show up a little bit uh a little bit later but man they're here and uh yeah like I, I was fishing yesterday and man it you know it was it was pretty uh pretty impressive the amount of ducks you saw so it it's still yeah, you know still that.
1: It's, Seeing good mixed traps down that way, you know, diver ducks and puddle ducks, all mixed yeah. in, good numbers, yeah.
3: Hard to beat, hard to beat that mix. You know that mixed diver and puddle duck. You know people, people throw stones at at, at redheads sometimes. Man, I, I man, it is that is something to see when you can decoy a hundred redheads <laughs> at a time. I mean,
1: hey, it re- fifty to hundred of them at one time come in, and everybody just blows them away. You know, the guys from up north, they like, they come strictly to try and get them a big Drake redhead to mount. Cause, you know, greenheads are a dime a dozen up there, and they come down here to shoot pintails and redheads.
3: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We, we take it for granted because the majority of the redhead population, you know, is, is from here south, uh, you know, all the way into Mexico because, because they're major diets, mm-hmm. that shoal grass. that uh, we take it for granted because we see so many of them. And, uh, but man, I tell you, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive to just see wads and wads and wads and wads of them, you know, do you in the decoys. And, uh, man, I never get tired of that ever. No. When I do. hang am the up. Hey, man.
1: If it flies, it dies. If it's a duck and it comes into the decoys, kill it.
3: <laughs> you know, they, they still they still band a whole lot of redheads for some reason. I don't I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of banded redheads you know shot uh, throughout the year, and uh, they just don't band a whole lot of ducks anymore. Uh, you know, right. uh, I think majority of them that I've shot maybe the last ten years have been uh, pintails, blue winged teal, and redheads, and uh, mm-hmm. they just don't band a whole lot of ducks anymore. You know, we used to. I've I've got a lot of a lot of bands over the years, but man, they, those most of those bands came in the '90s in the early 2000s. But you know, with with technology now, banding is kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of an old science. You know, they can they can get quick uh, data from uh, you know from all all different uh, arenas now. Te- technology and uh, it's improved so much that you know they don't need the old antiquated band and and then call it in and tell us where you caught. you know, you can, you can, uh, there's so many ways to tell and, and, and a lot of information, uh, you know, that they, that they wanted on these ducks are, is known now and they know what they're doing. And, uh, so right. there's just many banders out there. So it, it's, uh, it's truly, you know, when you get a band, uh, it, it really is a, a trophy, you know, whereas, you know, back there was, there was a couple of times, you know, uh, back when hunting chambers county man you'd go you'd kill 10 or 12 in a, in a season you know right uh, shoot i ain't killed 10 or 12 and man the last 10 years probably you know that's it's the way things are and you know you know they're not banning them because you know when you're out there every day like guys like us you know you just yeah
1: you're dropping that many ducks you know yeah it, uh there'll be yeah. one here or there usually but uh-huh. it uh exactly. and i remember When I was hunting davillas up here on the high ground, I had all those crawfish ponds up there I was hunting. Man, it was the best greenhead and speckle belly shooting ever, man. Best of both worlds. And I killed a a speck one morning that uh, double-banded two leg bands and a neck collar. (laughs) Looked like Mr. T cupped up coming in. I picked him out. I seen that. It was shining. It was a sunny day, bluebird, and you could see that. Jewelry hanging off that that bird. I nailed his butt.
3: Yeah, back when I was uh, doing a lot of photography and you know and, and a lot of stuff to magazines, I would, you know, when I'd go to scout in the afternoons, uh, you know, I'd take my camera and just take pictures and pictures. And and you know, it's it's hard to, it's hard not to just sit on the side of the road when when a bunch of snow geese are right next to you and, and watch <laughs> them and watch, take photos, and then you get home. And you, uh, you pull those photos up, and you start looking for in those big concentrations. You start looking for neck bands in them, you know, and uh, right. pretty, pretty
1: cool. The old neck collars, the old All neck right. collars. <laughs> you got time to hang on? I'm gonna knock this break out. I was gonna come back and talk to you a little bit about uh, trout stuff. If you got sure. time. All right, yeah. hang on, Bank. I'll be right back to you, buddy. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 417 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bink Grimes. Alright, Bink, we are back, my friend. Alright. Well, have you heard any uh, any more scuttlebutt over these trout limit changes in this n- next round of uh, scoping meetings?
3: Yeah, I, I, I have. Uh, I, you know, it, it's it's done uh, pretty much as what what I'm getting. You know, fifteen to fifteen to twenty three fish, uh, uh, one over twenty five, and, and the reason why they're uh, that. That's one over twenty-five has to be in the three, uh, and the reason uh, they're doing that is because they can't really uh, they can't change it with, with you know because our, our our licenses are already out and uh, and new licenses don't come out till September first every year. But uh, my understanding is they're trying to implement this you know as soon as possible, so to protect all our fish during uh, you know the summer season they want to they want to and the spawning season you know and uh so they're they're being pretty proactive about it and the word i'm getting is it's, it's coming down uh sometime in spring you know i'm thinking uh may, maybe uh maybe a april 1st or a may 1st uh where they're going to enact all this and
1: uh yeah i'd like to see an april 1st and get all the spawns in we can
3: yes i'd like to see april 1st and i and I, and I think that's what, I think that's what they're trying to do. You know, they could, they could sit back and, you know, just, uh, slow play it and let it, let it play out. But man, they're, that's not, that's not what I'm getting from them. They're, they're, they're parks and Wildlife's acting like they want to, uh, really get into place and, and, uh, and get it going. And let's get this thing, uh, rolling. And, uh, that, that's what I'm getting. And that's pretty, that's pretty encouraging. That's pretty, that's pretty encouraging to me that, that they're doing that, uh, but you know they're going to protect those uh, twenty to twenty-five inch trout. It's going to be a a, a slight. And the word I'm getting is when they're trying to figure out right now how uh, uh what they're going to do, as far as you know, maybe making one trophy tag instead of you know they can't. It's right now, uh you know the rule is going to read that you can keep one over twenty-five. But man, there's no reason to keep fish over twenty-five unless they just. You know they unless unless they just fall out on you, you know. And, yeah, unless
1: well, they you know get a personal best or they end up gut hooking one or something like that, you know where the, they want to mount it, you know.
3: If you and if you catch a lot of big fish, you know, oh, okay, that happens every once in a while. You know, I mean, that's not it's not like it's a big deal. Uh, but it, what really needs to happen, you know, just these these folks that. Uh, Man, just don't keep those fish don't don't you know uh treat them with respect and 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 man let them uh let them live and let them roll and uh but that's what you know that's what's that's what's supposed to happen the twenty, uh I guess the 20 to 25 inch class fish to protect mm. that you know if Florida was was there back when I used to go to Florida in early 2000s that is exactly what their rules were they had uh it was 15 yeah. to 20 and uh, and none over 20, matter of fact. And uh, uh, so I, you know, I think that's uh, I think it's going to be good. I really do. And, and
1: yeah, Florida had to go to this kind of format, you know, over 20 years ago. Hey, and if they, it's like snook or anything got killed by a freeze or whatever, they just shut it down, catch and release only.
3: That's exactly right. Shut it down. And even, you know, even, and they, and they would shut down. I, I remember I used to go, uh, every june and they would shut down snook fishing uh you, know, you could only keep one back then uh but then they would uh during their spawning season i remember june 1st because I, I would get there a few times on the 28th 29th and then june 1st oh you can't keep any snook well they frowned on it anyway they you know they man we don't we don't keep snook around here you know and uh so they uh, they just i don't know it's just it's a different mentality but the good news is that we're uh we're changing over here, too. We, we know we well, have they had to. to do
1: it to save their fishery. Look at the pressure that place gets. There's a char- charter captain in every phone booth over there, I mean, but on every street corner, and uh, all the tourists that go there, and it just, uh, boy, it gets a lot of pressure.
3: That's exactly right. Uh, and there, there's some captains down in the Keys and, and that lower that, that run three four-hour trips, day i mean they're 12 hours of there getting
1: three trips a day but
3: and they're not keeping a fish you know the thing about florida is it's hard to find a cleaning table anywhere around there you know
1: yeah it's kind of like sabine lake
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean hard to find one anywhere where they just don't they just don't keep inshore fish over there they you know they don't they keep some offshore stuff and man if they catch a a little grouper in the in the in the bay you know they they'll keep it but uh you know, that's just what i found over the years and you know i just i just remember so many times you know how they just they talk to us and laugh at us and say, you just why do y'all kill so many fish I, you know and, and uh they were right and <laughs> they were right Wait. and, and then you're asking the same question about louisiana why do y'all kill so many fish and look what's coming to play now you know yeah they, you, i mean it's uh and those guys have been crying. The people that are out there every day know, and they've been asking for it and asking for it, asking for it. You know, especially for them just now, uh, you know, putting the play, the, taking out the guides limit. I mean, man, that that should have been done a whole, 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 whole
1: long, long time ago. A <laughs> well, long, long time ago. Did you yeah. see where TPNW, they're uh, shutting snapper season, state snapper season down uh, November 20th?
3: I did see that at midnight
1: was, and they're closing. Well, I think we got overreached our allotment or whatever, according to their records. And, uh, they're going to close it till next summer. So all the snapper enthusiasts that like to run just real quick offshore inside of nine miles and get them a limit of four, you can't, you're not going to be able to do that after November 20th. Here and we
3: I'm we one of them. The, there's a couple of days that, uh, Man, my wife likes to go out there, you know, and I mean, those snapper, or, or they're, they're coming in, when it gets cold, they come in tight, man.
1: Yeah, it's, they
3: do. It's a, a quick little run out here, you know, uh, mm. inside of, like it's, it's quicker to, it's quicker to do that than to run down to greens and fish, you know? Right. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, uh, but I know I saw that and I was kind of disheartened about that. Uh, uh, you know, um, it's. It's kind of, you know, you scratch your head at a few things, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm happy with what they're doing with, uh, with I'm going to stay on the positive side, because I'm happy with what they're doing with the trout, and I think that's a, that's a, that was a big yeah. undertaking, and I think, uh, I think it's going to be good. And, you know, it's just, there's just a few folks, and they're always going to be there that, that, that don't think it's, you know, needs to happen, and, and. But I mean, there's always going to be those. But we we, we see uh, we see every day what's on this water. We see every day what comes to this cleaning table. We see how hard it is to catch them some days. How easy it is to catch them some days. You compare those notes to 20, 25 years back. You look at Charlie and y'all, and you know he's got 50 years in it. And, uh, you know, and uh, you just all oh, you can, you know, you. You can talk about the science and everything, but I mean, real water, uh, real water, uh, every day. All, you know, there's no, there's no uh, substitute for that. We we know, and we know it needed to be done, and uh, uh, and hopefully, I mean, it, it can't, it can't do anything but help. It just, it just can't. I mean, you know, it's it's debits and credits. If if you, you expect to uh, take more, you, you just can't take, 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 and you know, and, and Expect this fishery to give, give, give. There's just so much pressure on it, and and we become better at catching fish. Every day, yeah. Joe has become better at catching fish. Uh, you know, and, and guides have. I mean, you know, it's guides have too.
1: Uh, yeah, look uh, how the buffalo turned out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep.
3: Exactly.
1: All right, Bink. Well, I know you got to hit it. it. uh you said you had to leave the dock at 4:30, so i'm gonna let you have it if somebody uh wants to call you about uh booking a hunt or going fishing whatever coming down to your lodge and spending a couple of days how do they get a hold of you man
3: yeah sunrise uh matagorda is pretty cool little place and, and this time we got the lighted boat parade next weekend on friday night that's a pretty cool deal here in the, the harbor got the turkey trot on on uh, thursday and uh just good fishing right now and good hunting and uh, if you want to get out and do a little bit of it, give us a holler.
1: Good time to be in the outdoors. All right, Mink, you have a good shoot. Stack them up, and I'll talk to you down the road, buddy. Okay. You have a good day. Thanks, Mink. Appreciate it, man. All right. All right, that's Captain Bink Grimes down in Matagorda heading to the duck blind. All right, let's uh, head up to Conroe and uh, get in the fish blind now with the, with the fish dude, Richard Tosh. Hey, Richard, what's up?
2: Now, not a lot, Mink. You just fixing to catch some bait.
1: Are you? Oh, big
2: man. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a little misty out this morning. Ain't
1: I, I also had like a little, little bit of that on my windshield coming into the studio, and uh, I, I said, where'd all this cloud cover come from?
2: <laughs> I know. It was so nice. Yesterday. Yeah. And I'm all telling you. It's been pretty nice, even though the clouds have been there. But this thing <laughs> all this, is like, what the heck is going on here? But that's all. I think it should burn off if that sun gets up anyway. I don't, I'm it not should. It sure. should. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna try some hybrids this morning. Got tried some. I had a guy yesterday. So I just want to run up up to the north end, and we can find some. crappie, let's try some crappie. So I run him up there to thirteen seventy five that way. He tear his boat up and stuff, and then uh, the, that way he knew the route to get up there anyway. And then then uh, we stopped by a few brush piles and man, them, them crappie were doing pretty good yesterday. It really surprised me. They we had. We kept eleven, and the very first one that sucker was a solid two pounder. I mean, it was that thing was just as thick as he gets. I mean, he was—you could lay him flat on the deck, and I bet he's two and a half inches thick. Oh. I mean, he was just—that was a—that was a slab there. Now, I mean, it was, he was—he wasn't playing, and then it, it just kind of—it was dropping jigs on him. You know, didn't use any live bait or anything, but dropping jigs on him, and and they'd dump it and. You'd miss about half of them, man. We had we had a ton of them that just they'd bite. We jerk them up, pull them up to the side, and I'm I'm got a bad habit with with crappie. I just jerk them over the side, you know, instead of using a net, a net on them. And, right. And uh, we lost a ton of them, <laughs> but that's all right. It's still fun. I mean,
1: I well, it's hard to pull a net out for a 12 to 15 inch fish. You know, that's just I know, flip them in, I know. flip them that's in, exactly. man. Hey, I that's see people I nowadays, there. they'll pull a net out for a 15-inch trout. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I say him say what? I mean, that's,
2: that's, that's what I'm talking about. Because, I mean, you know, like me, I, I, I've, you know, sometimes it's stupid, but, but I have boat flipped six-pounders before. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, it's yeah, six-pound fish. I mean, he's still he's pretty dang big fish, and you shouldn't boat flip them, but.
1: Well, oh, back wow, in the day, is, you couldn't do that with graphite rods. Them I mean, old graphite rods—they were like rice rods, snap, crackle, and pop. You I flip anything you over two and a half, three pounds, it's snap in half.
2: I guarantee you. boy, I tell you what, that's, thats something else. I don't do that, but the way they are anymore, you know, is, you know, a lot of people don't realize how hey, you boat flip a fish. Anyway, you don't wait on him to pull away from you to jerk him back in the boat.
1: No, you get you him gliding look. towards you, and then just lift him on up in there.
2: That that's it, you know. I mean, you get the you get the momentum going your way, then then it's it works. Just really come on good, up
1: with him, put your thumb on the spool so your drag doesn't slip, and flip him on in.
2: That's it. That's it. You know, and I mean that's that's the thing. I, I see people all the time. I said, "Jerk him in the boat," you know, because up and the, they'll go to trying to jerk him up. I said, "You ain't you ain't done it right. Just get the <laughs> jerk his lips off." <laughs> you, well, you got a slingshot in your hand. All you got to do is let it load up and jerk him right on in there. That's it. You know, it. so it's. You know, once it loads up, you just keep the momentum coming. I mean, that's all it is. But you know, people see me do it; and it looks easy, you know, because it's I do it all the time. And that's like catching fish. I can I can sit there, and most time I can out, out fish most people at least two to one. So it's uh, and I get these guys on the boat says, "No, you can't."
1: That ain't what I heard.
2: Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah, I heard.
1: I heard it was three to one.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it gets that way. I'm telling you, there's times it's it's, it's like that because. I've had I've had some guys say, "Oh, we we'll catch us," and oh, I'll out-catch both of y'all. And it's and it's and we get out there and get to going. They'll, they'll be keeping counting, so we're ahead of you. So I say that ain't for long. <laughs> that ain't going to happen very long. Because I promise you, I will, I will win. I'm I'm too damn competitive.
1: I like That's when customers right. get on. They'll go, "All right, man, five bucks apiece for the big fish." You know, big trout of the day. And, there you uh, go. We'll get into them, start be catching them good, and I won't be catching them as fast as them, and they'll go, why are you throwing that bait? I said, hey, I'm fishing for the big trout pod. That's right. I've caught that's plenty right. of them two-pounders, man. I'm, look, I'm looking for for a stud.
2: Exactly. That, you, see, that's like, you know, it's like me when I'm bass fishing a lot. I throw baits that most people won't throw, because I'm looking for a big fish. I'm just not, you know, I, I don't typically like finesse fishing at all. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it just takes too much patience which i don't have and uh <laughs> so i get to i get to chunking them big baits at them you know i mean i took a big bite a long time and then but when i get a bite i promise you it's gonna be a big one you know that's that's one of the things Years year a while back I was, I was throwing what was i throwing it was a big giant bait and i told these guys that were with me i said i'm not gonna get very many bites but when i it's like a glide bait or something it's been several years ago but uh so I'm not gonna get many bites but when I do it's gonna be a giant. And you i am throwing it out there and, and it's I can I know what it was, it's just a big old giant swim bait, it's about eight inches long. And uh d I, I don't remember what brand it was or anything, but you know, they got tubes run through there so you run the line through and tie you a treble hook at the bottom of it and all that good stuff. And uh so I, I had I had that thing and I I chunked it the whole the whole trip, you know, we were out and they were catching you know, some pretty decent three, two-and-a-half, three-pounders. And then every once in a while, they would pull in like a five or something like that. I'm just chucking that thing along, and we we're actually down at the <laughs> dam. And I was sawing it right along the dam, and I, and I really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. Now, I, I didn't catch the fish, but I, I looked up, and there was just a big, humongous ball. And I said, did you see that? I said, "Yeah, so that was, That's the one I was looking for right there, but he just didn't eat it. He he swatted at it, but he didn't, never did eat it. So I never did catch that rascal, but it was a big one. I mean, A little rat that's,
1: just texted me a picture. <laughs> you talk about nasty, man. I can't tell whether that's a topwater in their mouth or it's a, it's a hard bait, but it kind of looks like a mirror. I can't tell whether it's a mirror lure or, or a topwater, but. Two nasty rubber-lip reds on one bait. Oh, that's,
2: my gosh. Good night.
1: Well yeah.
2: That's, that's, that's different there, you know, because I'll get some bass to it. I'm time. surprised
1: they didn't break that bait in half. Usually they'll, you know, if one gets on the head hook and one gets on the tail hook, they'll get to pulling and shaking against each other, and they'll bust the bait in a half, and the other one will swim off with the back end of it.
2: I'll be darned. I've never that's, seen that. I, whatever that I've bait is, hook. it's
1: made good. Back in the old days, a mirror lure would just crack in half, and they'd swim off with the other half of it. There
2: you go. There you go. <laughs> See, I've had to pull the hooks out of them before, but I've never had
1: them crack a bait like that. Oh, I've yeah, i redfish, man. You get two of them on one bait, they'll do it in a heartbeat.
2: Man, I bet they will, especially if you can get two male bulls.
1: Well, I just mean, think about fine. two two hybrids, two big old hybrids. Yeah,
2: yeah i tell you what it's yeah well i throw them alabama rigs at them hybrids every once in a while most i've had on three at once so
1: <laughs> three hybrids one time that's nasty
2: yes i'll tell you what that, <laughs> that's something else you don't know what's going on because they're just they're going every direction out do they never did snap a wire off of it but i kept thinking they're gonna break a wire on this thing for long and it's yeah because i kept trying to get five at once but three is all i got so far that's the
1: well, that's if James is on the man, reds man. like that, that's what he ought to throw in him is an Alabama rig and see what happens.
2: Shoot, I'll tell you what, you get your Helicopter. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Cause you Let me knock like this that? break
1: out, Richard. I'll come back okay. to you. Hang on, man. It's break time. I'll be right back. All right, well, folks, it's another innovation from Seagar. They're the proven leader in saltwater leader material, introducing their new gold label, Leader material It's Cigar's th- thinnest leader material yet. It's 18% thinner and 17% stronger than any other Cigar leader. That means it's even less visible underwater. It creates more natural presentations for better catch rates, especially in clear water on leader-shy fish. And check out the new gold labels made with exclusive Cigar fluorocarbon resins. They put it in a double-structure process, which provides exceptional knot and tensile strength yet it's soft and it cinches easily for fail-safe knots. Get Seaguar Go label at your favorite tackle dealer, or you can learn more online at Seaguar.com. Captain Mickey for the Belleville Meat Market, located right in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And if you're looking for quality processing, look no farther than the Belleville Meat Market. Excellent quality packaging. They do it all right. And check out their full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They're served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out their pecan smoked pulled pork and homemade hot dogs. They're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys with well, the holidays coming up. This is a must get. These are excellent turkeys anywhere from the 10 to Thirteen-pound size, and uh, they do custom processing on pigs and calves all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter, have it processed any way you like. And their wild game processing—they make veni dogs and hog dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. They're open Monday through Saturday, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Sundays, eight a.m. to seven p.m. They're celebrating over forty-two years serving the Greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, or Meat is our middle name.
2: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 440 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Richard. All right, fish dude.
2: All right, Mickey. I'll tell you what, these it, that those mist and rain just kind of stops and goes and stops and goes this morning. That's all right, though. I'm just trying to figure out how to, how to wash the boat and when to wash the boat. Wash, wash it with the rain or wash it with my hose? <laughs> That's the thing. But it's all right. I'm ready to get these shad in the boat. I know that I hadn't really on the net yet but I got my lights on out here and they're, they're oh, I figured
1: you'd have filled your live well up while I was on yeah, commercial break I, I
2: know I know I started to and I thought no better not I get tied up right in the middle of it that's alright I mean, it's, and then you know like, like yesterday what uh, it, uh, it was going on yesterday with the crappie and stuff we were doing that and we ended up catching two black bass things. one of them was actually one of them we caught while we tried to hybrid fish out in about 25-30 foot of water Got the other one. Got yeah, I know. Got another one out on a brush pile that was in like twelve foot of water. While we was grabbing fish, it's like you got to be kidding me. You know, I knew that I knew they'd be on that that twelve foot brush pile, but out there in that in that twenty five thirty foot of water, it's like what in the world are you doing out here? You must be lost. But uh, you know, just uh, I don't remember what it was. I think it might have been Friday or something like that. I was chasing schools at night, and you know, looking at looking at my active target and watch those schools of bait and finding the fish that were ganging up on them and catching a few of them, you know, nothing, nothing real big, but there was a, you know, those bass get to, get to harden them, them things up. And, uh, you can sit there and pick them off cause they'll, they'll sit back on a school of bait that's swimming around and they'll stay maybe 10, 15 feet off of it. And then when they get hungry, boy, they shoot right in there and go to, go to snacking. And, yeah. and that's just, it's fun to watch them do it, you know? And then, like yesterday, we pulled up on this on this one brush pile where we got most of our crappie, and, and I noticed all the crappie were inside the pile. I mean, they weren't they weren't swimming around right. the outside. But whenever I first pulled up, I noticed a school of hybrids swimming around. So they were hiding from those hybrids is what they was doing. And those those rascals eat the heck out of especially the smaller crappie. Yeah, you know, that's that's one thing I noticed about about when I'm crappie fishing. A lot of times, if there's if there's any hybrids around they circle those brush piles just just waiting on those fish to mess up and slide out of there. So, it's, And then a lot of times, you know, they'll eat brim, too. A lot of people sit there and you know, I use shad all the time for hybrids. But in the summer months, typically, if I can get a few brim, I'll, I'll chunk them out there, too, and, and catch them on brim. So they hit a whole lot of different stuff, and I know dang good well, they'll eat them crappie. I mean, you get the crappie, to the right size, they'll, they'll scarf them up. And then that's, that's like one year I was, I was uh, fishing at all this one brush piles up 18 foot deep, I had a couple people in the boat, and I'm dropping my jig, they're using minnows and stuff. And uh, we're just sitting there, just having a good old time, just, just fishing. And I I hook up on a crappie about, it was, it was about a pound and a half. When I started bringing him up, I felt something else load up. I go, what the heck is that? So, I get him, get him on his way up, and as it as it gets to the surface, there's a, at least a ten pound black bass that has him halfway down his throat. And oh, it's like man. you got to be kidding me! A pound and a half crappie, and this black bass has got a hold of it. And I tell, tell my people, I, lay, I actually led him around like a dog. I led it led that sucker around the boat. And I said, "Here, look at this thing." <laughs> and, they, and they they got to looking at him. So he won't let go. I said, "No, he won't." But he ain't getting my crappie, so I jerked it out of his mouth real quick. And I, and I said, watch, he'll come back. I sent him back over in the water,
0: and here he comes. <laughs>
2: I was like, that, that's like I wanted, that crappie. And I mean, that was a big crappie, too. I know they do that at Ryder a lot. Yeah, they, they do. Been,
1: I, I threw a brim back one time. I kind of I caught it on a wacky worm. I mean, a big uh-huh. old bull brim. And I just jumped yeah. it over the side, and it's just laying on the top, just kind of floundering. It was kind of stunned. It wouldn't go back down. and. <laughs> We heard this explosion, I looked and this huge bucket mouth swallowed that thing like a like a minute. That's, Just that's sucked it down and swam off that. and I said, Wow, we're not throwing big enough baits <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. I can guarantee you well, I tell you it, it amazes me what they'll hit hit. that's yeah. I was out here. I was out here uh, catching <clears throat> catching bait and there's baby ducks were swimming around. And there was there was five Uh-oh. of them at first. I know. I don't hey, those I are, are
1: pike fish. and musky baits.
2: And I guarantee ducks. you they are. I guarantee you they are. But I will tell you what, that largemouth hit them too. Because there was five of them, and then then there was four. And, I mean, it just it kind of blows you away when you see it happen. You know, because you you sit there just minding your own business, and all of a sudden, boom! There's a duck gone.
1: Nothing and safe. Nature is cruel. No,
2: it uh, they, they sure is. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But, you know, that's what makes it interesting and fun to me. Because it's, yeah, I mean, you think, by the time you think you're throwing a big enough bait, you ain't throwing a big enough bait. As Raven, I used to do it a lot because I can't remember what like that was years ago that everybody was using these gigantic baits on it. And I said, if they'll hit them over there, they'll hit them at Raven. So, yeah. And I mean, I just always experiment, you know, that's, that's one of the things about black bass fishing. You always experiment with different, different types of baits, different sizes of baits, stuff like that. So you kind of figure out what catches the biggest ones. And you, you know, I, I stick with the bigger ones. That's one of my, one of my things is I love catching big, largemouth bass, you know, I, I don't mind catching the smaller ones, but I want to You and
1: millions hands. of other folks.
2: <laughs> I know. Now all those yeah. all those over six pounds are good. You know six pounders are okay, but anything over six is that's those are the ones I like.
1: Yes, so, they are. All right, Richard. Me, well, I got to roll out of here, man. I got to head down Matagorda away and pull up pull on Charlie's chain a little bit. Hey, if somebody wants go. to call you about fishing, Richard, how they get a hold of you, buddy?
2: Well, make anyone get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Two's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at tx dot com or just check out the webpage, fish
1: All right, brother. Richard, have a good day, man. Catch you, catch you some bait and go whack them.
2: Yes, sir. Y'all have fun.
1: Later, man. All right, that's the fish dude, Richard Tosh, up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down Matagorda Way and let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradosky. Charlie P., good morning. How
0: are you, buddy? Good morning, Mickey. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's all good, man. I uh, know what you mean. Know what you mean. Well, how's things in your neck of the woods? Well, fishing was pretty good yesterday, Mickey. I want, We wanted to wait, and we've got real high tides down here right now. I couldn't wait any of the places that I wanted to, but we... Uh, we went out and started drifting and messing with a few birds, and it was, it was pretty good.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Pretty good.
0: Wasn't many people out on the water. and um, But I'll tell you one thing. At 10 o'clock, it just shut down. There was no, there was no bite after 10 o'clock. Even it's,
1: kind of, it's kind of like duck hunting right now. It's an early bite, buddy. You better get them while they're flying earlier. They're just gone. It just shuts
0: off. Yeah, that's what it, I'm hearing from all the it, duck hunters. You better make that right decision and and uh, hope things turn out okay. We yesterday was a beautiful sunshine day and and now you're telling me it's cloudy out there already.
1: Oh, Where'd that yeah, come from? Yeah. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. That it might it's kind uh, of misty, have- you know, that just kind of mist in the air and uh, heavy thick clouds. It's not showing up on radar or anything, but. Yeah. It's a big trout yeah. morning is what it looks like to me. it be Depending nice. on how high that liner is. If it's a high gray liner, then it's bad morning. I hate high gray liners whether I'm hunting or fishing. Yeah. Have you noticed that over yep. the years, a high gray liner, how terrible fishing can get? Yes.
0: Absolutely. I wonder why. Might affect us today. I don't know.
1: Must be the pressure or something I don't know i' I can't explain it, I don't know, and then you got those clear days after a front, and then all the cobwebs are floating in the air boy, that's that's bad too, <laughs>
0: floating <laughs> yeah, cobwebs,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, we got about three inches of rain around here, finally, yeah, everybody got, got,
1: got some rain. good amounts of rain. It just didn't stick, man. The ground drank it up, didn't it?
0: Dang. soaked it right up, yep didn't even give the mosquitoes a chance to hatch
1: that's what we need is a flood to get rid of all the mosquitoes flood all that larvae into the bays
0: yeah I don't know how much rain we got above I, you know I understand our campo got quite a bit of rain and uh, I'm sure that river's stained I hadn't looked at it but uh, yeah you know it'll just be on top it, it'd take a lot of water coming down to really mess up that uh that river, it's so salty. Oh,
1: yeah. You
0: know, I don't know if they're going to release anything out of, uh, out of the lake or not, but, uh, out of Fayette
1: uh, County. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find out from,
0: from, uh, Bob in the morning. Yeah. I know the people were starting to catch them pretty good at nights under their lights. and, And, uh, it, it'll it curtail it for a few days, but it'll come right back. Yeah. No big deal. We could use a lot more rain. It doesn't do anything but help, I think. Yeah, we, our a,
1: salinity rates are so high right now. It's You know, we could use a little sweet water, sweeten things up a little bit. Yeah.
0: It was a long, hot, stale summer.
1: It was. It surely yeah. was.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, this time is flying by. Here it is, Thanksgiving already. I know. Holy cow.
1: It's crazy. While I'm watching that extended forecast, I'm just hoping I can get my trip in with Cliff Monday and Tuesday. It looks like we've got a pretty good front coming, you know, for Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm seeing some 30- and 40-mile-an-hour winds with it. So hopefully it will. On Monday? No Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna fish with him Monday and Tuesday. We'll just we'll just have to play it by ear. See
0: what happens. Uh, you'll catch them anyway. Yeah, go get them. Yeah, catch them anyway. But I don't hey, know. You know, we caught you seen any big fish. Some they were better yesterday. Were they? Yeah, there were a lot of. Uh, like 19 to 22 inch fish yesterday. Sweet. And uh. And I mean, you know, they were biting real heavy. I mean, we were catching them every cast for an hour. But right. Come 10 o'clock, it just shut down. I thought I saw a hillman out there yesterday. I think that Man, was he's boat.
1: all over the place. One day he'll fish Galveston, next day Matagorda. You know, it depends on his customers. I think he did come to Matagorda yesterday because he had the same guys they fished Galveston uh, Tuesday, and then they wanted to go to Matagorda on Wednesday. So,
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him because he was in a spot that he likes to fish all the time. And right. It was a big old whaler. I don't know if he was out there earlier or not. The he well, might it have big. The
1: it, it's a 22.
0: It is? I thought it was a 25.
1: Yeah. No, he doesn't run a 25. Hmm. He's got a 22 outrage. I got you. He's got him a new one coming. He's uh, getting fixed up. He's selling this one and getting got him another one already or something. He's all excited. A new one? Well, not a brand new one, a new used one. Yeah. I got you. New boat to him.
0: <laughs> we don't have any, many whalers down here in Batagorda.
1: Come over to Galveston. Yes. That's all we got. I
0: know. I was sitting in a I restaurant
1: see- one night, and I wasn't eavesdropping, but these guys were a little, little inebriated, and they're talking loud. They got their wives with them. We're sitting at the table next to them, and his buddy's going, man, you always catch fish. Man, I – I go out there and work my butt off and catch a handful, and you always come in with a box full every time. How do you do that? He said, hey, it's real easy. I just uh, put in, and I look for a Boston whaler. You know it's a gad, and I set up on his fish. <laughs> I said, what a pot liquor!" He wasn't even embarrassed about it. He said, I just look for them Boston whalers and pull in on them. They're always on them. Yeah.
0: That's what they do to Haney. I'm glad I run a Kenner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, y'all got a few of them in Galveston. Ain't no doubt about that.
1: Who doesn't have a whaler in Galveston? It's crazy. Holy cow. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. Not me. I'm
0: out. Me too. I run gar rigs. I'll stick with my Haney. Yeah, that's a good boat, man. I like those. Good good dry ride, man.
1: Yeah, good dry ride, good fishing boat. I like, you know, I fished out of Blaine's a few times. Well, I think I fished, well, I fished out of yours that one day when me and David and Tony came, and, and I fished with yep. Tommy out of his. I right. like them. They're good fishing boats, man. Yeah, they are. They just need to get them where they can go 100 miles an hour, and then you'll be, I know you'll be loving that, Charlie. Uh,
0: we got enough of that around here as it is. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I
1: know it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Charlie, if somebody wants to come over to Matagorda and hang out with you and catch some
0: fish, how they get a hold of everybody? Call me on the cell phone, 713 725 2401. All right, bud. Charlie, good luck today. Catch him up, man. Take care, Mickey.
1: See you. All right, buddy. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. in Matagorda. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back.